Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the PC Muscle Race himself, Laurent Dawkins. What's poppin'? Laurent, your hair is starting to grow back. Exactly. I told you it would. This pleases me. Yep. Mine is not. Mine yeah, my, uh, yeah, my, my, my wondrous locks will be back soon. Also joining us is the mad pharmacist herself, Stephanie Klimov. Good evening, friends. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm better now that I'm here. Wet podcast night is my favorite night, even though I'm dead tired. Yeah, today has just been a day. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> size energy drinks. Yeah, 20 floral oh, ounces. I'm not, I'm not drinking an energy drink. Mm. It's, a, it's far too late for energy drinks right now on the East Coast. <laughs> Joining us is a special guest. You might have heard his 1v1 last week with Celeste Roberts. Uh, ouch. Hey, good to see everyone. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, we're Yay. we're happy to have you. Uh, it's good. You should definitely go listen to the 1v1 with Celeste, but uh, if people haven't listened to it yet, where what tell people what you do on the internet. Yeah, I've been it's I'm one of those guys who've been on it for so long, but I never stick with a certain product. I've done podcast videos, live streams, all on off varying discre- varying degrees of success, which is none. Uh, so it is just one of the things I've been around for a while. I can kind of do a little bit of everything. So po- you know, I'm trying on my podcast right now. So in between that, I write for Boss Rush Network do a lot of banters and things like that. So I'm kind of here and there trying to get something going. Nice. Uh, well, we're, we're happy to have you. Uh, glad uh, uh, Stephanie said that you were going to be on today. I'm like, yep, I take the credit. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, she's about 95% of our guests. It's Stephanie's fault. So, but. Uh... <laughs> and can I give you a compliment, Ouch? You have such a great voice for podcasting now that i think about it. i've been listening like oh, he has a good voice yeah he does <laughs> thank you it's every now and again when i do get compliments on it it's just like it that means so much because it's one of those things that doesn't get brought up like um a co-worker where i work at brought up like ouch i just want to shake your hand and i'm just like for what it's like for having an excellent podcast it's like that's the nicest thing anyone has said to me about it so so yeah, i appreciate yeah. that do you want to yeah. do you want to tell people what your podcast is called so they can go listen to it? Maybe. Yes, it is called the Ouchcast. A E W C H cast. You can find it anchor.fm/ouch or search on Spotify the Ouchcast. It comes right up. So, available on I'm sure other platforms that I'm not quite sure how it gets there, but I'll take its word for it. But it's the Ouchcast. A E W C H. I found it. Yep, we're here, looking subscribe. at it right now. I'm gonna have to put. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put that into the promotional rotation for Boss Rush. Uh... Ooh, Far Cry Six. Okay, so it's all experiment. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, like the, anyways, like the podcast has become like the creative outlet just to try out certain things, whether it be reviews, creative writing, you know, traditional blog forms. So mm-hmm. that kind of became like the pandemic hobby, so to speak, during the time, just because, I, you know, you're I stuck know at home. You yeah. can 
we have all these, you know, streaming services, things like that. So it's just like it became a real easy outlet to actually take care of it. So cool. Well, <laughs> I I now follow you on the Ouchcast. Uh, there we go. One by one, the takeover begins. Yeah. How how do you think I got to be a co-host on this podcast? Let's <laughs> see. We're gonna be the uh, Outrush Network, and we're all gonna be out of jobs. Uh, um, that sounds like a big check I would have to cut. I'm not sure if we're there yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll be it'll it'll come sooner than you think, I guess. Uh, <laughs> man. Uh, anyways, we. As you know, have a Patreon. Let me pull it up here real quick. You can support the Boss Rush Network on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network. For just a dollar, you can get early access to four different shows. Uh, You get the audio version of this show one week early. You get early access to Nintendo Power Block Expansion Pass. You get two weeks early access to Standard Definition, our retro nostalgia podcast, and... Two weeks early to After Dark. Uh, But the $5 tier, everybody, is a Patreon producer tier. What does that mean? It means you get early access to all those shows, plus a Patreon producer credit shout-out during this segment of this here program and others. So, without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode of the Boss Rush Podcast are Quentin Jackson... Rebecca Jewell, Adriel Munger, my wife Sana Derek, and Francisco Santilan. Hey! Quentin's actually in the chat right now. Yeah, Quentin Jackson, (gasps) just in time for your Patreon producer shout-out. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers, I want to thank all of our patrons, and I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, all of our content remains free. If you are a patron, you do get that early access. Uh, And... uh, if you are a free listener, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify. It really helps us out. Uh, super appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit that thumbs up, subscribe button, all that stuff that YouTubers are supposed to say and we never do. So, Well said. How's everyone's week going so far? Stephanie, I'm starting with you because you look like you're having a great week. Oh, just fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I can't complain. It's just another standard week of work where, sorry, I'm going to rant about work for a second. That's fine. For those that don't know, my day job is a clinical pharmacist. I have a doctor's degree in pharmacy. So what kind of work would you expect me to do? Clinical stuff, right? You're no, a doctor? I, well, PharmD, a doctor, but it's like a dentist thing. People don't recognize that you're a doctor. Hmm. Um, so do I have to start calling you Dr. Klimov? Is that is that like the proper thing we have to start calling you now? No. Um, <laughs> no, no one calls me doctor. Um, Even though you are, though. I am, but like I also. Like, there's a whole new meaning to that after dark episode we we titled "Call the Doctor." <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, like I, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Like you know, like all farmers, all, all practically all pharmacists are doctors and stuff like that. But they're one of the few people that we never address by their title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Leron. But I don't want to be one of those people like, it's Dr. Klimov. Like, mm. I, I don't know. 
it's just kind mm. of noxious. Mm. Oh no, I don't know. Got kind of tingly there just just now when you said <laughs> you said it like that. It's like it's like in the Lion King when uh, the hyenas are like Mufasa. 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 Uh, <laughs> oh man. But instead of doing clinical doctory things, I've been marking up PDFs like of of drug lists, just like. I don't know, but just because our client wants a certain list of drugs compared to like the template. So I've been marking up PDFs for a week to find out that marketing department wants me to mark it up on a different template. So I had to restart everything from the beginning, marking up PDFs <laughs> instead of doing pharmacist things. So I'm just, a pet peeve of mine is wasting time. I hate wasting time, so I'm a little. Anyway, that's a rant. I'll, I'm gonna cut myself off here. Other than my week has been fine. I have, I have some wonderful things planned for the week. I spent all my paycheck on some wonderful goodies that I think I'll share during our what's what we've been playing. Right, mm-hmm. that's when we're show and tell. Okay, I'm done. We can we can start a show and tell <laughs> segment on this show. We did on Pal Block. I mean, it, 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 you know, we can, or I can just show it when I'm talking about what we've been playing. So yeah, I guess that's fair. Well, I can't complain. Life's been okay. There's cat hair flying around. Um, <laughs> Cats. Am I right? My cat was cats bothering me. Strays coming out next week, and I can't wait to play it. I'm writing a game review. Cats are the best. Corey, shut up. By the way, you guys saw my cat for the first time. Oh, she was yeah, adorable. She's such a cutie. I was <laughs> I was eating a peanut butter bagel and she was staring at me because she wanted it. She wants nothing to do with me. That's fine. And I didn't give her any, so she pooped on the floor. Wow, well, you have a you have a <laughs> well, you have a you have a begging cat. I thought they don't do that. No, they de- this one this one definitely does. She will literally sit under my son's high chair and wait for him to drop food on the floor so he'll she'll eat it. Well, she's smart then. And if someone mm. didn't give me their food when I was begging for it, I'd poop on the floor too. Oh, didn't didn't that happen to Johnny Depp? Isn't that what happened? He, somebody pooped on him because he did something pooped on him. I don't pooped know. Pooped in his bed. Yeah, whatever. Oh. I don't know. Note to self: Do not invite Stephanie for dinner. <laughs> Just share, and everything will be okay. Just share. I can give you a plate. You don't need to beg off of mine. <laughs> Let's keep moving on before I say more inappropriate uh, stuff. <laughs> Laron, how how's you? How's your week going? It's been a rather it's been a rather turbulent week. Um, I made the I made the terrible mistake of telling of telling somebody, uh, just a, a colleague of mine in business, um, that um that Monday was a slow day, and I've been paying for it ever since. Oh. Yeah, like a yeah, like normally my you, normally my working hours, like, you know, like I I use I'm usually on from nine to five. Like I've I've, I've got quintessential banker hours. Like I mean, like you know, all, almost every observed holiday is a day off and stuff like that and things like that. Um. And today, um, today I was doing today I was doing a job that um, I got there at three o'clock, and the job would have actually got me right to my to my clock out time, but it actually took me like ninety minutes past my clock out time. And talk about like I was one of those I, I was looking like I was looking like one of those like tigers like stalking the stalking the cage at the zoo. <laughs> it was it was like man like there was only one thing that needed to be done. Why the hell is there seven million things that have to get done now? I guess that's kind of the, the life when you work in tech, right? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, it is, it is, it is. Those pesky fucking printers. Ah, uh, 
Did you plug it in? Did you unplug it and plug it back Did in? Did you turn the power on and off? <laughs> mm. Is you'll, it plugged in? The, when I, you, you're going to laugh, but I've, I've, ha- I've had to find very diplomatic ways of asking people if they restarted their machines, have they, have they power cycled and all that stuff, because, my God, like, you know, the worst thing you can do is, is ask the question straight up, did you restart it? They lose their damn minds. They act like they act like you just told you. They act like you just asked them did they feed their baby this morning. Yeah, ah. but like, tell me, what are the odds of like one of those were an actual fix? It's got to be a decent percentage. No, no, it's it's actually it's it's for most for most cases it's it, for most cases it's actually a fix. Like you know, especially you like go. you know, if you're like if you're like me, my computer my computer's on twenty four seven. Like sometimes sometimes it's running for like a couple of weeks before I realize, oh, I need to reboot this thing. You know, and, and you know, it's like it's just like hash is getting filled up. The RAM is like, uh, what the fuck, bro? You know, and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's it's one of those situations where it's like, yeah, like restart your machines. You know, especially if it's acting up, restart your machines. It usually fixes everything because like all that temporary stuff that's in the memory and stuff, gone. And that's what usually like killing your shit. But you know, well, but you know, kind- some people, some people will, would rather you know, like they see the machines acting up. And they would still rather just trudge through what they're doing, you know, like getting more and more angry and pissed off until they have to call me. And then when I say, hey, did you restart it? And they're like, yes, I restarted. And I'm like, well, let's go ahead and restart it now. And then, oh, problem's fixed. Like, oh, yeah. Did you, and did then you they give you the debts. And then they give you the death stare. Be like, really? It was yeah. that easy of a fix? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it's ever yeah. something like that, I always apologize profusely to whoever's helping me. The average, the average person doesn't. I, mean, I, I, I think, I think on, I think on average, you know, like, uh, you know, my job is nowhere close to being a thankless job. You know, um, like I get, I get, I get kudos and thanks. Sometimes I actually get cash, cash tips on the spot and stuff. You know, hey. <laughs> cash tips. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so it's not. So my job is nowhere close to being a thankless job, like say the United States military, which you know, um, which I was a part of that at one point, you know. Um, but you know, um, but you know, like there, I get the very grateful customers, like man, that's that's all you had to do, and I was like, yeah, that's all we had to do, like this time, this time. You didn't have you have a situation where you had to call QuickBooks and be on the phone for three and a half hours just because you couldn't log into your workbook. Well. Super. <laughs> so let's um, did, never tell anyone that you're having a slow day. Yeah, yeah. Right before right before the show aired, though, I did I did roll credits on Sunbreak. What? Mm. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, like every every Monster Hunter game, you actually get to a certain point in the game where you actually see like the credits roll. Mm. And you you've been playing on PC. Mm-hmm. No more Switch. No, nah, no more Switch. No more Switch unless Corey's ready to get back on it. Well, congrats. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, all, but really all that means is that, you, like, as soon as the credits roll and stuff, like, the game doesn't so much start back over. The game kind of continues where it's at, and they just throw more stuff at you. It's like, yeah, like, you you beat, you, you beat the reason why we made this game, but here's a whole bunch of other stuff you can do to, like, just, just, just fill good. up more time, you know? You, you beat the red dragon, but now beat the reddish-blue dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how it works. That'd be, that'd be so crazy if they started throwing Yu-Gi-Oh stuff like Blue Eyes, White Dragon at you. <laughs> Exodia. <laughs> that's, uh, that's exactly what they're called, too. The Reddish Blue Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Could have fooled me. That's one of the... 
I think I started whatever was on the Xbox one. I cannot remember, nor do I care. And I just did not like the, I could not find a weapon that I liked that felt good. It always felt like too over animated. It was waiting forever for an attack move and things like that. I'm sure that's just getting used to a new system. But for me, it was just like, uh, well, look at the time I got to get out of here. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hear you. Like, uh, like the hardest thing for me is actually like, like I have the interest in starting a new weapon, but I always kind of like circle back to like the three weapons I'm just I'm just used to using. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, it's one of those things. Like, uh, like, but then and then I have to give like then I have to give like friends like you know like like suggestions because like I have a buddy he's struggling he's struggling with um with playstyle, but he also doesn't have like like hand dexterity. I think he's got like like bad arthritis, and actually actually gaming does help him out in relieving that. But at the same time, you know, it's also a double-edged sword because like it releases arthritis, but it also like makes it hard. It's hard for him just like maneuver around the controller and stuff. So he'd been asking me like some, because he'd been using uh, the, uh, the, the samurai sword, which is a long sword uh, in, in monster Hunter, And he was like, um, he was like, he was like, is there any other weapons that, you know, like I don't have to like really like rely on a whole bunch of like, you know, like motion and, you know, like movement stuff. And finger dexterity, and I was like, you know what? Try the lance. The lance, you just plant yourself down, and like you're basically like an impenetrable wall that that pokes everything. Hmm. I'm sure. Th- I'm sure real lance people would just go. It doesn't poke things. It pierces them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Duh. Put some respect on Lance's name. Yeah. Well, I mean, I use a gun lance, so you know, like it pierces <laughs> and it pierces and it goes boom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Ouch, how's your week going? Decent enough, you know, can't complain. Although we have been in the process of we are cleaning out uh, some family members' houses. We have them moved out. And you don't realize how much shit everyone has. Mm -hmm. Oh, you just triggered Corey. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's why, that's why, like, this whole, this last like two weeks i've been reorganizing and like purging stuff and i have like a big pile of stuff to get rid of like probably like 15 like strategy guides and art books and statues and like why did i buy this i don't even care about this game like i have the halo reach like statue with all the figures on it i'm like I'm not even that big of a Halo fan. Like I have the Master Chief <laughs> helmet from Halo Three, and I like have a lot of great memories of Halo Three in particular. But anything like after that, I'm like, why do I have this? I have four God of War Collector's Editions. Why? <laughs> wow. Why? <sighs> well, I have the I have the limited edition for two, and then I have the Pandora's box from three, and then I have the statue from. What was the one that nobody liked except for me? Uh, Ascension. And then I have, and then I have the statue from the new one, and I'm like, wait, God of War Ascension was that the was it the PS was it the PS4 one? No, no uh, that was three. three. It was the, the last one that came out on PS3. It was the prequel. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest God of War fan, which is which is which is crazy for me because I'm a career like PlayStation player. Like I wasn't a big God of War fan, not until 2018 God of War came out. Then I was then I was like all in. See, that's what I that's that's it's the opposite for me. I loved God of War until 2018. Yeah. I was like, eh. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you I'm gonna send you a lore video that breaks down like what like what the what was going on in the story, you well, know? I know what was going on in the story. I just don't care. <laughs> okay. You know what? You know what? Yeah. There we go. See, it wasn't well, the a- only thing is all that stuff is cool. 
we're just shipping out like old windows, screen doors, hmm. the cabinets no one's going to use. We're just trying to put that stuff into dumpsters. Like we don't have anything cool like that to dig through. So some of that stuff, you know, go, go to a secondhand shop. You know, you can kind of get rid of it with a little bit of cash back or whatever. But mm-hmm. to an extent, you can still keep those around. They're cool set pieces at best. But, you know. Yeah. All right, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> that too, that too. Yeah, that's, yeah. I also have two Gears of War Lancers that I bought when I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to hang these up in a man cave someday when I was in, like, my earlier mid-20s, and I'm looking at them now, I'm like, hmm, there's blood splatter all over these. There's a knife <laughs> on the end of one. There's literally a chainsaw on the other one. Probably not great to have around two children <laughs> four if you include my not, nephews not without a lot of explanation <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> so those are probably leaving soon too <laughs> you know i'm still waiting for more information on the skyward sword i asked you if you wanted it i said yes how okay. much i i'll send it to you okay we'll connect offline anyway <laughs> we'll, we'll connect offline that sounds like you're dating apps <laughs> No, no, that's what people say at work. What kind of dating would that be if I would say, let's connect offline? I don't know. Be like, hit me up. That's what you say. I don't know. (laughs) The secret kind. All right. Uh, My week's okay. It's it's been busy. It's an event week at work, so those weeks are busy. Uh, Busier than normal weeks, but it's all right. I like it. Uh, Wednesday. So you say event. You, you say event week. What does that entail? So, my I work for a company who uh, kind of creates marketing and promotional materials for uh, enterprise tech companies, and want our when you we sh- you have to show off now, basically. Uh, no. Well, I don't. The people I work for do. There uh, you go. They we run this thing called Tech Field Day, and it's basically uh, we have companies come in and announce new products or show off current products, updates to current products, and uh, we do like video interviews and podcasts and uh, you know technical discussions and stuff like that, and put them on the internet for people to watch, and then they can kind of use that marketing material as they please. Uh, okay. And this week is an event week. Uh, so if you're watching live, you can check out Mobility Field Day 7. Hey. Tom's wearing a bow tie. <gasps> bow ties. Uh, I'm more of a regular tie kind of girl, but bow ties are cute. Yeah. Tom, Tom lives in Oklahoma. He's one of our event leads and... Uh, He's like the king of dad jokes, so I'm like taking all these notes to embarrass my kids in 10 to 15 years. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Uh, he's also a big Metroid fan, Leron. You would like him? Already, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how my week's going. Is anybody playing anything? Anybody watching anything? Stephanie Ouch, B. Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, Me. I'll talk about it later, but I want Ouch to go first because he's our esteemed guest. Uh, you make me sound special, please. You are special. 
Um, real recently, I grabbed a bunch of anime games off of a PlayStation store for 10 bucks. You know what? I'll give most of them a shot. I don't care. Um, I, the biggest one is probably one piece world seeker where it is basically its own special arc and episode from the one piece, uh, kind of think one piece mixed with like a grand theft auto. It's a whole open world missions, side quests, things like that. It's just done with you as uh, role-playing, so to speak, as Luffy, where you can jump around, do all of his attacks, fly around, things like that. The first couple of hours are slow because you're just going, okay, there's no real challenge, but as soon as you hit like that five-hour mark and you just die over and over again, it's like, okay, the game has begun now. Oh, great. Like, it looks good just because I think the manga itself has so many lines and swirls, you almost get dizziness from <laughs> the manga itself. Put it in full 3D, it actually looks really nice most of the time. Uh, characters look good. Really strange character design for, like, the regular islanders. Like, a lot of characters, like, there's always a set of characters who just looks like a, the mayor from Nightmare Before Christmas, where it's just a straight cone from the neck down. Uh. <laughs> like, that's always... That's always strange. Uh, outlandish colors. Uh, all the children are like the same height as all the old people. That's really strange. Like, it looks okay. UI is a bit small. It's hard to tell where logos are on the minimap, things like that. It's okay. Uh, one of the most impressive things, I think, is the they have the full Japanese voice cast, which is par for course for anime games. But the music itself is like fully orchestrated with like sweeping like orchestral pieces from sounds. I think they'll do more horns than anything. For some reason, ska kicks up a lot in one piece. I don't know why that is, but like, there are always these big sweeping symphonies throughout the entire thing. And it's just like, you just want to go to the conductor and just go, you know, this was for the cartoon, right? You don't need to go this hard on this stuff, you know? So that like that, I always find really impressive on it. Like, the gameplay itself feels fine. It's kind of like a third person over the shoulder. You can kind of shoot, but you also have melee, so sometimes your camera angle gets weirded around and you're not quite sure where the hell you're throwing attacks at or anything like that. So far, so good. I am debating on that being the next review, although I have always argued, how long do you spend on a time before you do a review? You know what I mean? Just because, like... If you stop at five hours, does the sixth hour have something really good behind it? Does the game start? <laughs> I mean, because, I, think, like, that's... I think it I think it just depends on if you feel comfortable giving it a review. I don't think you have to have to put a time limit on it. You know, I mean, if you think you've gotten enough out of the game that you think you're you can review it. Uh, nah, but there, there's always a thing that you run the risk that someone calls you out and says, oh, you didn't play the game. Good. They don't have to read my <laughs> review. I mean, that's exactly I, like to me. I always want to hit that gameplay loop that you deal with most of the time and judge it on that. Like so, side stuff, mini games, you know, who gives a hell that does, that doesn't matter too much. Like, but once you kind of hit the core of it is where I usually go, OK, do I need any more time here? Mm, we kind of get the idea. So that's always been kind of my go to back and forth on that. Like, and then uh, the only other 
like really bad trope of like certain anime games. It's always either a fighting game or it's always either a warriors game or they try to blend the two together sometimes. Uh, let me see here. Like there's uh, seven deadly sins, Knights of Britannia. Uh, and then the other one was whatever the hell uh, Tokyo ghoul extended name, whatever the hell I don't care, but they always, they kind of mix attempting to be like a warrior's game, but they try to also give it a fighting sense and just make it like a 3d brawler. So like sometimes they get the gameplay mix. Okay. Where it's just like, I can play this. Sometimes it's really chunky. Sometimes it's kind of smooth going through like low times, stage selection, things like that. You know, they're okay. Haven't spent too, too much time in with them. But, like, that's my only thing. I don't have time to watch 100-episode arcs to catch up with all these damn animes. Like, as much, I like them. I like the idea. But life is short. I just can't spend all my time yeah. on a Hulu subscription. So <laughs> yeah. as, as much as I want to, I just don't have that kind of time. So That's fair. Isn't, isn't <clears throat> One Piece, like... 3,000 episodes or something. Yeah, I, feel like it's like the, I feel like it's the franchise. longest running anime series ever. <laughs> I believe it just hit 1,000 episodes and I'm dying. Hold on. Oh, wow. There we go. I'm back. We're witnessing it live, guys, on Twitch. <laughs> that's that's what we call an exclusive. <laughs> mm. So, but yeah, I think One Piece just hit 1,000 episodes. So. And you know, eight hundred of them are filler. I don't know. So well, that's that's Toriyama. That's... Yeah, I mean, my thing is, you can stop watching Dragon Ball Z after the Cell Saga. I do not need Majin Buu. I do not yes, need Kid Buu. I, I agree. I agree. Be- to be honest with just, you, it just sounds yeah. like you're mixing up a bunch of words to me. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, I you know, be. you know. It amazes me. It amazes me. Corey is a nerd, but he is not the nerd. I, I swear. That's. He also I, doesn't watch do, any movies. Yeah, he doesn't watch any movies. Like, I mean, like, dude, like, what, like, what do you waste your life away on besides Star Wars and Halo and Destiny? I don't. I don't. What do you mean? I don't even play Halo. Okay, fine. Star Wars and Destiny. I don't watch that much Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Oh wait, 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 wait! Hold I on. Said Hold I on. Loved remember, remember how he said we we're going to carve out an entire section of a podcast just to talk about the first two episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi. Remember that, Stephanie? Yes. <laughs> I thought Obi Wan was good. I know Andre's. I know Andre's in the chat. Like I, I, I know Andre will back will back me up on That's this. Fine, Andre, help us out here. I'm retiring. <laughs> Stephanie, you you're get. taking over. People what? Like, no. <laughs> Nope. We got at least three requests for you to start hosting anyway, so it's fine. Nope. You, you're stuck. You cannot leave. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm gone. You ready? Nope. Yep. It just, and it, he's it gone. Just... Oh, no! <laughs> you know, now, he's, now he's gone, I can talk trash about him now. Oh, he's back. Aww. That's fine. I mean, you could still talk trash about him, but he's here. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. You wouldn't be the first person. You won't be the last. It's fine. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 feel, I, I feel you on that, Alex. Even though, like, I do enjoy Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. I do enjoy it, you know. But yeah, you're right. Like it, like 
And the only reason why I say, and the only reason why I agree with you that that it that it, that it could stop after Cell number mm-hmm. one Cell is my favorite Dragon Ball villain to date. Like I mean, okay. like, I I still I still don't think there's anybody better than him right now. Um, uh, they they had they had to do something to like to like pay me back for the Frieza saga because God, that was <laughs> that was a grind. That was a grind. <laughs> I, I mean, it just depends on how much you want to put behind fight scenes. Again, the fight scenes, you know, are what they are. It's a fighting anime. Yeah. But without story, and it's just a block of episodes where it's the same thing over and over again, that stops being interesting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and then with, like, Majin Buu Saga, like, they didn't care. Like, 100% you look at that, and it's just, okay, we have three different forms of the bad guy. He kills everyone on Earth. How do we top this? It's just like, oh, we just can't. Or, or it's just, Goku. Goku will stop this every time. Yeah, like yeah. that's it. That's it. So, which that gets you know I get is Goku's show, but I guess that gets very that, that's a, that's a tired trope for Dragon Ball. You know, yeah. Especially when you especially when you think about the fact that you know like they um like they brought like they they, they introduced Gohan in Dragon Ball Z to like mm-hmm. basically be, uh, carry the torch, and then you know Gohan only got the shine in the Cell Saga. Yeah, so although then you have Goku behind him giving him the power or whatever. So even yeah. then, yeah, even then, even then, there's an asterisk on that one too. Yeah, yeah, which is why, which is why I'm hoping Dragon Ball Superhero like actually does something. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be Gohan's story, right? Well, not Gohan's story. It's supposed to somewhat. It, he's supposed to be main, the primary focus as far. Like I, I, I guess he's the one that saves the world this I, this time. Yeah. Um, Although they did a good job with Dragon Ball Fighter Z, like mm-hmm. that impressive as hell to make it look like the show feel okay. I think the balance of characters isn't great because everyone has it feels like everyone has the same combo. Yeah. Looks good, really flashy. It's a really flashy high game. speed. Like and like enough fan service that everyone would just go, "Okay, you get a pass. You can do whatever you want. This is actually pretty cool." So, mm-hmm. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say it feel, looks just like the show, it, like impressively so. Like as in terms of like the two D cell animation mixing in with the whole three D turnaround, it's like mind blowing for sure. Yeah. Like without without like judging it off of any other one. Like those guys, those guys at Arc Systems did a really good job. Yeah, I do have to say it does look. Um, it looks amazing. But I, I like I just don't know who I don't know who any of these characters are except like I know there's like 14 Gokus in there and that's that's all I know. My favorite, my favorite's Goku number eight. He's the best. You know that could be a real character and I would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I do know like half the characters are named after vegetables for some reason or something like that or food oh, yeah. products. Toriyama's Toriyama's whimsical way of naming characters is 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 pretty cool, actually. <laughs> is it one of them's name literally Fajita, like Fajita, like a like? A... No, no, it's it's vegetable. It's vegetable. It's just it's just very generic. Huh. And then once he and then once he ran out of like freaking like 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 vegetables and fruit to name people after he started naming after underwear. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, well, is there somebody got, named Breeze? Yep. R- really. Yep. I feel you like you're briefs, just. You got briefs, you got trunks, you got bra. 
<laughs> no, these are these are fake names. Uh, no. No, I'm not, I'm not trolling you. I'm no. not trolling you. I don't what? I don't believe yeah. you. I don't think so. Dude, I got called to the principal's office when I was in like second grade for saying the word bra. What the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry for you. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what Krillin's supposed to be. I don't I don't know what what that, what, what fruit or vegetable that's supposed to be. <laughs> That, that sounds that sounds more like a normal name. Trunks? There's no no. There's nobody named Trunks. Yeah, all of yeah, all of Vegeta's all of Vegeta's kids are named after underwear. That's what I put on to go swimming. Trunks, thong. No thong yeah. yet, but it might be. It might come. Hip hugger. Jesus. Hip hugger. Oh <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. There's uh, like twenty different types of women underwear. Sorry. That's too many. Um, I'm a big fan of none. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Corey likes Commando. Who's playing something? Else? Oh, I have else a playing? lot of stuff. Okay, me, 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 me. Laurent, what okay. are you playing? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Stephanie, what are you, what are you, you, know, you know what I'm playing. Like I, I already advertised. I rolled the credits on earlier. Yeah. Um. And besides, like you, you, you let me and Grayson talk about it for 40 minutes Monday night. I did. Good episode. That was oh, my thanks. gift to you. Thanks, thanks. Um, yeah, just uh, just just Monster Hunter Rise. I mean, uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. I, I I can't say it enough. Like it's uh, it's 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 a very strong entry in the series. Like I mean, you know, Generation Five for Monster Hunter has been nice all around. Uh, you know, World and Iceborne and now Rise and Sunbreak. Like it's it's been a nice run. I can't I can't wait to see what Generation Six is going to be. Because uh, man, it's exciting, and they keep throwing me a bone by throwing in uh, monsters from like the now defunct uh, Monster Hunter uh, Frontier. I will be even happier. Cool, Stephanie. <laughs> I know you are. Nope, nope. You can go next. I don't. Uh, I, I don't have anything nope. to talk about. So nope, you're. You can up. go next. Nope, it's okay. I don't I'll have anything last. to talk about. I'll go last. Don't tell me you've watched literally nothing and played literally nothing. Did you play any more Death's Door? I. I did, but okay, I, talk I don't. About it. I don't know how many, how much more people really care to hear about that game. <laughs> Have you beat it yet? No, I'm on the third dungeon. How many dungeons are there? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. You're I, taking forever. I'm sorry. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I was. I was. I was going to start Death Store last night. Um, I upgraded my internet so. The, downloaded from game pass took like five minutes but then i got distracted nice. <laughs> so i did not start start death store yet but i beat ghost of tsushima <laughs> nice how's that how do you Great. feel I'm, i feel fantastic i shed a tear at the end i'm not going to go too in depth with it because Laurent, you're waiting right so till you can play yeah. it yeah but I, I mean, I mean, I mean, this, you know, I don't I don't really care about spoilers that much. You know, I'm not one of those people that get really bent out of shape about like if you tell me like some some key detail of the story and stuff like that, because uh, I don't know, like, I guess I guess kind of when you're a writer, like you you, you kind of roll with the punches, like if, if, a, if a plot device, you know, comes out, you know, in casual conversation stuff. Well, I if mean, anything, I can talk. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, if anything, like stuff like that is more intriguing. It actually like makes me say, OK, I need to get my ass in gear and like see what to see what what happens, you know? Okay. Well, I mean, I won't give like some really important finalities of it all, but you know, I'm really glad I mainlined the rest of Act Two and Three. I mean, the way the game ends, um, it kind of it kind of m makes logical sense 
as to why you can keep doing what you're doing because you're liberating mm. the island of Tsushima from Mongol camps and bandits. So the way it ends, you know, sometimes when a game ends, it doesn't kind of make sense that you can keep playing like story wise. But the way it's set up, it's like, oh, so Jin's still continuing his journey. Like it actually makes sense. Um, the battle sequences are amazing. You know that, you know, you're Jin Sakai fighting the Mongols. So ultimately you're going to f- uh, fight the final con, the, the con. Um, oh my gosh, such an epic battle. Um, there was like kind of a surprise, but not surprise boss after the con, um, where you get to make a very important decision. Um, I don't know if uh, you're nodding your head out. I assume you've played and beaten it. Yes, I've made it through the main story. I did some side quests, not all, but I know where you're at on the storyline for sure. Okay, I won't mention the character, mm-hmm. but did you spare or did you grant the wish of the dying person's uh, wish? I did spare because uh, to me, the ghost does things dishonorably. So in theory, I'm not going to grant the wish because that's not the character of that ghost. So I let it, I spared it. So I just was like, peace out, y'all. Push. <laughs> All right, I like that. I might want to replay the ending to get that because I did the what the person requested because of the reli- the the. Well, I'm gonna stop there. But anyway, um, I, I know just, what you mean. I love the music. I love the, like there's very few games do I I really care about how the combat works. Like I love Legend of Zelda, but it's not really intricate with combat. Right. But oh, I took snapshot after snapshot. You can pet foxes in this game. The foxes. Um, yep. Now that I've completed it, I, I do have a full opinion about Ghost of Tsushima. It's now sitting in my memories as one of the best games that I've played. I do really <laughs> love it. Um, I love Jin Sakai. Um, how, so th- how far did you upgrade uh, Jin and all his abilities there? Almost everything. Okay. I don't did, you have I... A fi- did, did you have a favorite weapon or favorite power-up or anything like that? So I know you have um, offense, like, melee fighting you have ranged weaponry and you can also have ghost abilities so in the beginning and like with most games i'm not a stealth person i go in balls to the wall i just want to just cut down everyone i have gotten used to stealth i like using the kunai to Mm -hmm. stagger my enemies Um, i also like chain assassinating okay uh, enemies but honestly i just kind of go with my my sword with most of most of my kids i'm not really good with a bow how about you I did. I would always try to do the standoff as much as possible. I love the standoff. Yes. Just, just because if you get it upgraded, you take out the entire thing in one five button press, and then you're done. The one ghost stealth one that I did like, there is like a wind chime or a bell yep. that you toss out and it would distract the guards and they would walk away. You can upgrade that so that it emits poison. So it's just like, uh, we need to get rid of this guy. It's like, hey, what's that over here? So that just made things almost too easy, but it was really funny to watch. So I clearly missed that. I need that's going to be the next thing I'm upgrading. Yes, that 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 made it a lot easier because now you don't even have to worry about it. It's just, oh, that guy's over there. Not anymore. Nice. I like the the dart that makes them crazy and kill each other. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, a bunch of enemies, send them the crazy dart, and then half yes. of them are dead. It's right, right. Love it. Um, oh. So good game. Highly recommend. Very... Ron, I can't wait till you play it. I want to talk to you about it when you do. Okay. 
Now, um, I'm sorry. I'm gonna truly not try to take too long. I'm gonna do show and tell. This is Kana Bridge of Spirits came in for PS5. Mm-hmm. I got Resident Evil Village. I don't like scary games, but I'm getting it because I can play in third person later when that whatever. I got a physical copy of Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. I've got the Untitled Goose game, the lovely edition. <laughs> Laron, you'll be proud of me. I know it's not like your favorite type of amiibo, but I got myself. Oh, you got a Palamute. A Palamute. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the only one at GameStop. Actually, actually, that guy looks kind of cute. Maybe I will change my mind about that one. I still want the Palico, but I saw a little Palamute there, and he was the last one at the store, so I had to get him. Maybe I should stop being upset about those Monster Hunter amiibos and just get all of them. <laughs> Maybe you should. should. Like I'll, 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 I'll get out of the wyverns and the monsters. And last but not least, I got the Annapurna Deluxe Limited Edition, and this has Donut County, Gorgoa, Kentucky Route Zero, Outer Wild, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Telling Lies, Wadham, and What Remains of Edith Finch. I am eight bit. Put this together. <sighs> I love it. So how, how much did that? How much did that throw you back? It was almost two hundred dollars. Oh snap! But it's eight games, so if you do the math, it's it's not that bad. Uh-huh. And I've been eyeing that for a while, and I've been waiting for my paycheck. So that's. I right. mean, that's it's only it's only twenty five dollars a game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it, it just it just it just sounds like much, you know. Oh, for sure. So, but I mean, depending on what topics we get into, my topic is kind of related to that. But anyway. Um, that's my show and tell. And the last thing I want to talk about is I saw Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Anyone else see Thor? Uh, I have not seen it yet. Okay. So, um, it was a great night. I can talk about it more at After Dark. But the movie itself was great. I honestly, like, Thor is not my favorite character. Uh, in the Marvel Universe, and the Thor movies individually were okay for me. Like, they're just not my strongest, most favorite Marvel movies. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. It was great. They did make it more humorous uh, and less serious, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But they did it in a way that I appreciated it. I actually laughed a lot. Um... And they had a lot of great cameos. Matt Damon was in there. Uh, Again? Yeah, Russell Crowe was in there. Yeah, Russell Um, Crowe plays Zeus, right? Yeah, Zeus. And the the villain or the antagonist was played by Christian Bale. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just a great premise. So I was pleasantly surprised by Love and Thunder, and I highly recommend it. Nice. That was my ramble. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> well, I played more Death Store, and I got to the third dungeon. I was up to like so. I was trying to get everything that we recorded last week edited and scheduled and everything last night and just done. Which spoilers? I got all done. Uh, <laughs> but How's that spoiler. What? How's that spoiler? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to be silly, Leron. Jeez, God, give me this one. Uh. <laughs> uh. But I I played Death Door till like almost one o'clock in the morning. Uh, I I did the second part of the kind of swamp area. I beat the second boss and I got to the third dungeon and that's when I turned it off. But 
I mean, I don't really know what else to say about that game. It is it. I'm gonna be really sad when it's over because it's. Uh, there's only so. There's only like three major bosses, and then Death's Door. Like, so I think I'm about two thirds of the way done with it. How are the boss battles? Are they like very difficult? Uh, the first one was pretty challenging. I thought like the first major one. There's there's two like smaller boss battles before you get to the first kind of dungeon area. Uh, but the first one was kind of tough. The second one, I thought, once you figure out the mechanic of it, is pretty easy actually. But okay. you have to like figure out the mechanic because I probably died four or five times before I figured out what to do. And uh and maybe that's just because I'm stupid. But uh yeah, it's the the second boss was actually pretty easy. Uh but man, this game I love I love the story they're telling. I I think it's just dark enough but just snarky enough for my taste, you know? And uh the combat is so fun. I love the different abilities that you get. I love just like chucking fireballs and bombs at people. Uh, the puzzles are just they're just simple enough to like not be frustrating, but just challenging enough to like when you figure it out, you're like, yeah, did it. Nice. Uh, any? I'm telling you, Devolver Digital. They they either public. I think they published this right, not developed it. I yeah. can't recall, but I just know that. They put out good games, and I'm looking forward to starting it. I know you guys not necessarily compared it on Power Block the other night, but I know Ed just mentioned it, and I do feel – I have a feeling that Death Store just does certain things a bit better. At least it's different, and that's one of my mm-hmm. struggles when I played with Tunic is not only was there zero direction, um, but the boss battles were s- significantly more cha- – like it it was nearly impossible for me. And I know I'm bad at video games, but I'm all for tough bosses. When I pay, play a game like Gato Roboto and those bosses were hard, but still like Tunic probably had the like, most frustrating bosses I've ever had to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I haven't played enough Tunic cause like, honestly I'm waiting for a switch version cause I'm yes. really likely to play it there. Like mm-hmm. I use game Pass as like a testing ground for these indie games or these, you know, I guess smaller games, not necessarily indie games. I'm not like the biggest indie game guy, but when I find one that I really like, I'm like, Switch. That's where I'll buy it. <laughs> so, yeah. I had a lot of similar ideas, especially when it came to Hades. Like, especially with these uh, semi death, permanent runs, things like that, a lot of different uh, mechanics going into it. I think the luck and the dice rolls behind the scenes have a lot to do with how much fun you're having. If they get that blend just right, it becomes like far more enjoyable than just basic path to each one thing. Like I really enjoyed Hades, mostly because you actually get a little bit more player choice in to start out, especially concerning uh, weapon and power-up and things like that. Uh-huh. The power-ups you get through the game blend really to get well together nicely. It is it's a little bit harder, especially once you get further and further. A lot of dodge movements, a lot of making sure you're paying attention to everywhere. Different enemy mechanics to the end, so that you're usually just more than slash or stab it all the way to the end. But 
I think Hades is probably one of my favorite games like this in the vein of Death's Door and Tunic and things like that. Just because I think the roll of the dice, you get that right. That is a hook, line, and sinker for someone liking a game. So the thing about Hades... Yeah. <laughs> Ouch doesn't know my... Here we go. Here we go. My dislikes for certain genres. Uh, But, like, that's the first time I've ever heard it compared to Death's Door... Uh, I always thought it was like a procedurally gen generated roguelite, which are the two words that always push me away from games. See, same for me. I'm not into the From Software or anything like that. But for some reason, like there are elements of that. I wouldn't call Hades a full thing, but there are traits and moments where it can be like that. Like Death's Door, the way you're describing it sounds, again, similar with about the same traits or anything like that. Probably not exactly, but it sounds they're they live on the same street. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Death's Door. Death's Door. I've always heard compared to like Souls games and I'm not opposed to that, but like I'm not the biggest Souls fan. So, like, anytime I hear, like, oh, this is a Souls-like, I'm like, really, another one? You know, it's like... You, you think that term becomes too much of a cover-all just yeah. for certain specific game set yeah. mechanics. Yeah, I mean, it's starting, to, it's starting to become, like, the new Metroidvania, right? Where, like, it's just like a catch-all <laughs> for this, oh, you know, you got to go fight a really hard boss, and if you die, you got to start back over from this certain place, you know, whatever. Which is fine, and I think, I actually think Death's Door, like... It has those mechanics of like, yeah, you use literally the souls of your enemies to level up and stuff, and you fight these hard bosses. But I actually think it, it's more in line with something like a top-down Zelda game. In all honesty, uh, you know, okay. it's I, I, I can I can understand that. I I think more with especially puzzle solving on that end for sure, especially going along with Zelda. I can see that. That's yeah. understood. Yeah. And it actually like some of the environmental art actually reminds, reminds me a little bit it, and it's not the, it's not the same by any stretch, but it reminds me of the Link's awakening remake in terms of just okay. like, it has this kind of really nice, like plastic look, but it doesn't like look fake in a way you know what i mean like it just it just it's just really nice to look at and like, the art style is really nice and uh just the way the like world your is toys came to life yeah and and like the world is just really put together very nicely and the characters are really fun and snarky and it's just fun it's just a real joy to play and like like i told them last week like I, I think, like, sometimes I get in these gaming ruts where, like, I just can't find anything to play. And, like, once a year I find a game that is, like, it becomes the game that's going to make my top 25 list forever, right? And The the game you could do a TED Talk over. Yeah. And De <laughs> Death's Door is is that game this year. It's just And I know it came out last year on Game Pass and later, whatever. And I know I'm extremely late to this game, but it's a wonderful game. Mm -hmm. see i was like that with atomic crops on xbox game pass i know it's leaving but i finally just had to go cold turkey i'm done i'm not 
going to be at the last level. I know it's too much, enough grinding, maybe, but I just went, you know what? We're going to let this one get away. Like, controller down, hands up, done. Mm-hmm. Because I had just spent so much time getting to that final difficulty level that it was just, we know what to do. We just got to get the right dice roll, get the right power-ups. And even then, you just have to be good. But I just had to go, no, we're done. We just cannot do any more. We have to find something else to play. Ugh. Right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna. I, I'm really going to try hard to beat it this weekend. Uh, because I don't really have a lot to do at night this weekend. So, uh yeah, that's that's the goal because there's a couple other things I want to play, especially things that were <laughs> ironically shown off today that I have mixed feelings about. But um, I guess we I so did everybody watched that Bayonetta trailer that was released today, right? The release date. Uh, it's, no, I, was, I, I was I was too busy to check it out. Heard about it, know about it, didn't see it. It's uh, I have a lot of questions about this game and and i'm not like the biggest bayonetta fan i like bayonetta i know there's a few people on boss rush that love bayonetta i this game is really straying far i think from what made bayonetta 2 really good uh and i i like the new female protagonist that they showed off with the short hair i think she looks cool i think her sword looks cool i think that's going to add a lot to the combat actually uh, but I have some concerns with like, Bayonet has never really been the prettiest game. And like now they're making that game grow to scale, like city size scales with these monsters, like these fighting monsters and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. guys, the, the switch is going to struggle on that one. Yeah. Yes. And like, yes. oh, yeah. and like platinum's never really been a great, uh, developer of scale either. Mm-hmm. Like even on a, console that is more powerful and i'm just like you're trying these big monster battles that i must because like the the director on this game is the is the director who directed who is going to direct Scalebound, and i wonder if he's taking those ideas and trying to put them into bayonetta and like i really hope these monster battles aren't like a focus of the game because like that's that's not what people want from bayonetta i think people want more dmc it's showing um, all the boss fights. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this right now. This, these are all the boss fights. These aren't. Uh... No, but Bayonetta can control monsters. Like that's her whole thing in this game. Yeah. Okay. And like, I don't I'm know. not liking her. I'm not liking her hair. I don't want yeah, her hair. This is that. I mean, this is like a there. There's like a time jumping element in this game, and like a multi, uh, like a multiple dimension type thing going on in this game. It just depends on how they design out the boss battles. Like if they're doing like if you're fighting the entire damn thing on one screen, it's going to you're going to see smoke coming out of your switch the entire time. If, <laughs> if you can design it where it's either piece by piece or background foreground, something to change it up, not to challenge the technical aspects I'm all f- I'll give it a chance by all means, but if they're going to try these big graphically pushing the envelope kind of scenes, you're dealing with a system that's already five years old, lagging behind anything current day, new released, even in its own generation. Right. It's 
it's like I, they're probably just looking at the deal and it's just like oh exclusivity why I'm did glad, they say exclusivity I, I also, i'm glad somebody i'm glad somebody else here is saying that i i wonder i also wonder if they're like nintendo was like tired of pushing this game off because platinum is not doing well i mean we've talked about it a lot where platinum is basically begging to be purchased because they've had so many kind of goose eggs the last their last couple releases right and so yeah well, i mean I, okay how long how long was platinum's how well how long or how many games is platinum supposed to give uh you know like work out with nintendo uh well astral chain is supposed to be a trilogy although when platinum signed that deal they signed the rights over of the ip to nintendo so technically nintendo could make those games nintendo can do whatever they yeah nintendo can yeah uh so technically oh. once bayonetta 3 is out platinum's contract with nintendo is done oh they're free other oh, free agents okay uh and technically nintendo does not own bayonetta sega does yeah so mm -hmm. they could do something else with bayonetta if they really wanted to uh but I think I think Sega and Nintendo have a great relationship. So like, even if they wanted to make a fourth one and Platinum went under, I think they could probably find someone like Team Ninja. Not, not I mean, that would cost a fortune for them to do. But uh, that, that that might also be trash too. Like Team Ninja doesn't have like the best the the best track record either. I mean, I think people like Neo and Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden was like a mixed bag for a lot of people. Like I talked, I talked to people, and as many people as I hear say they like the Ninja Gaiden like games, they, there's a, there's a, there's another one that says they they were not a fan. Yeah, but I mean, I yeah, I mean that's that's fair. Also, I they did that Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy game, which I've heard is interesting at best. Uh, so, but yeah, I, don't I mean know. that was yeah. the weird thing. You have to think that. Bayonetta 2 was a Wii U launch game, and if not launch, very, very early. Uh, yeah, I think it was like, I th what, the Wii U came out in 2013. I think Bayonetta came out in 2014. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Something along those lines. Well, it, so it, in, it infuriated me that Bayonetta 2 was like a Wii, was like a Wii U exclusive. It infuriated yeah, me. September like, 20th, was... 2014. Because there was literally no way in hell I was going to buy a Wii U. Not after the way the Wii disappointed me. <laughs> <laughs> Under, completely understood and a good bet. Nintendo's but... best console. Until the Switch mm -hmm. came out. Corey, I'm just saying, look at Corey, all the games on the Switch that made it over from the Wii U. There's only three missing. You, we're gonna you're you're going you're gonna to make me the villain of, of, this, of, of your storyline now. Because now I'm going to launch a large-ass campaign to remove you from Pal Block. <laughs> Damn right I am. That's fine. I'm I am now the villain of your story. It's fine. I'll start. I'll look. I already told you. Ouch is going to take over. You guys can be with him, and I'll start my own podcast by myself. I said pal block. I didn't say anything about boss rush podcast. I said pal block. <laughs> now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you far below the belt. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time, Laron. Um, <laughs> look, look, look. Story taught me some things about the taint. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just gonna leave it. I'm just gonna leave it at that. What company did I get into? I wonder what I wonder about Stoy sometimes. He knows an awful <laughs> lot about the taint till you know. It was funny the first you know year. Now, I'm concerned. I'm I'm partially to blame because I once gave him crap because he went a full episode of not using the word taint, and mm. then I called him out for it, and now he's. 
obligatory yeah. on the XP cast to say taint at least once per episode. It's your fault. <laughs> I corrupt. What can I say? Uh, but yeah. So I, I just watched the Bayonetta three trailer while we were talking about it. It doesn't. I'm not. I'm not impressed. I can't. I can't believe it was on my day one list. I'm not impressed either. I like. I, but again, I'm not the biggest Bayonetta fan. But. You and know. if you have to consider the genre where you're looking at a Devil May Cry clone, if mm-hmm. I'm speaking, basically, haven't we kind of evolved a little bit from that, especially with, you know, from software now going with their highly sophisticated, whatever you want to call it, detailed, really into it combat? Are we going to be going back to a button masher? I'm glad you brought up the whole Devil May Cry clone part because, um, mm-hmm. because in all honesty, that's what I loved about Bayonetta. Bayonetta did so yeah. many things that Devil May Cry right that Devil May Cry was not doing right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm... like, like Devil May Cry was. It used to be my it. Well, I, I can't say it used to be my it series because like Devil May Cry one was a smash success for me, and then two was like what the fuck. Three was like okay, welcome back. Four was another what the fuck, and five is okay. Five is okay. I mean, like, I, I I like it. I don't really have any real beef with it. You know, like, the fact that we're transitioning to three different characters now is kind of wild, but, you know. What about the uh, revamp DMC? I, oh, loved, I loved it. I loved DMC. I loved it. Okay. I think DMC is I heard people kind of judged it a little harshly, but I remember playing it and it would be not half bad. You know, so. you know that was definitely, like, fan fanboy reaction. Yeah. I can tell you that course. right now. You know, like, mm-hmm. there was just, like, it was a re- boot like you know like you can do anything you want with a reboot you know and people people don't pay attention to that well i guess the bottom line is and i you know i i wrote the article and it came out and i'm not a bayonetta fan but i am excited for people that have been waiting for it because bayonetta 3 was one of like the major titles that people were anticipating for nintendo 2022 that's that's true that's true i mean they were anticipating in 2018 well you know what i you know what Corey. It's Breath of the Wild 2, which now has Mm -hmm. been delayed. Bayonetta, Splatoon 3, Mm -hmm. um, Xenoblade 3, Mario plus Rabbids, a game that I will not mention because Leron will have a stroke if I say it's name. So there's a lot of um, major titles that we've been waiting to come out in 2022, and people were afraid that Bayonetta 3 may have been pushed out. And I I was actually just shocked they just casually dropped it in a tweet at 9 o'clock this morning. They're like, by the way, what is wrong with Nintendo? They did that with Splatoon, though. They did that with Splatoon, though. Splatoon 3, they announced a release date in a trailer at like 8 o'clock in the morning. I really feel I really feel like this goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago on the show. I think that Nintendo was like, "Oh, there's no E3. We have we have no commitment to do shit." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I really Agreed. feel I really feel like that, you know, because like because like if there wasn't E3, they would have turned around, and looked at like, okay, you know, because it's kind of weird. Nintendo acts like there's no competition, but they know there's competition, so they would look at like who's out there doing what, and if it's time to put on a show and stuff like that. But the moment they heard there was no E3, and kind of everybody was like retreating to their corners, doing their own thing. Nintendo was like, we don't have to give y'all shit, you know. And we we gave you we gave you we gave you we surprised you with a direct that was all about like Xenoblade Chronicles three. And this is not me dissing Xenoblade Chronicles three. It's not me dissing it, you know. But you turn around immediately after the show wrap. Fan reaction was like, "Where the fuck is where the fuck is the direct at?" So what they do, they give you a mini direct, and that wasn't enough. It, it was like it's third they, party. Yeah, it was it was third party. It was like they it, it, they didn't even skim the surface. It was more like they just kind of like 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 
like whipped it real fast with a, with a damp towel and moved on, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like well, that, you know. And you know, Nintendo fans, like, <laughs> Nintendo fans, don't be mad at me. You guys are rabid for Nintendo content, so I get it. I feel your pain and everything. I, I get it. You know, I was kind of curious. It's not like too, anything else I, is coming. But when I but when I heard that when I heard this mini direct was a was a partner mini direct, I was like, oh, we're gonna see Monster Hunter, and guess what we saw? Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's one it's one thing if Nintendo really didn't have anything to show, but I thought you know Bayonetta three would have been something that would have been a great thing to drop on a direct in the summer. Hey, she's coming out around Halloween time. Bada bing, bada boom. But. That's Nintendo. Oh, right I, well, I, I agree. I, I agree 100% with you, Seven. As a matter of yeah, fact, I agree, with, I, I, I agree with all the sentiments that have been said, like, you know, on social media like, this past month about, like, what, and, you know, and, you know, I get it. Nintendo can go with the flow. Like, like I said, Nintendo's the number one video game company in the fucking world. So, you know, like, you know, like, they can do whatever the hell they want. But at the same time, like, I don't know, like, one of these days, their fans are going to turn on them. They did. It was called the Wii U. Was that really big enough of a, of a revolt? Because yeah, I feel like we're, I feel like I feel thing. like I feel like we're paying for it now because we're getting all of all the Wii U's games at full price. I know that's why I said the Wii U is the best console because they're porting literally every single game to Switch. That's not how it works. That's exactly that's not how, how it, works. it works. That's not how it works. Sony had to put blood, sweat, and tears into the Last of Us remake to, to put seventy dollars. on Yeah, the price a tag. remake of a game they already remastered. <laughs> okay, you know what? My boyfriend. It's literally the same the, thing Nintendo my, did. My boyfriend's playing the remaster game right now, and I can tell you right, I can tell you right now, it's not that much remaster from the PS3 version. Like it's I, not. Like, it's I, it's t- it went from 1080p from 720p to 1080p, and it went from 30 frames to 60 frames. That's all they did to it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, all, all all I'm saying is like you know, um, you know, it's funny because like you know, like Sony had. There's been all these polls coming out. Is this a cash grab for The Last of Us Part One? All this stuff. I don't think it is. Honestly, you know, I. I guess we need to start having an analysis of like how how short is how long is too long to not make you know remake or remaster your game and stuff like that you know um uh but um but you know if uh you know like Sony had to do something major to turn around and put a seventy dollar price tag on a game that is only ten years old you know but here we here we have like Nintendo trotting out titles that were bare, that they were still like they were still sizzling on the grill you know sixty dollars. Laurent, can you remind yeah. me? Is was mm-hmm. there any news about Last of Us coming to PC? Did I miss that train? Yeah, it is coming. It is coming to PC. It will come out at a later date. Like yeah. I think it's like a. I think it's like a seven I think it's month delay. I think six it's months. Okay. Six. Well. Yeah. They said. I think. I think they said spring. Well, there's no. There's no determined date yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But um. But yeah. But but that's actually Sony's strategy. So I'm used to it now. Like like they will release the game first on like on like console. And then PC gets it like half a year to like a year later, you know. Right, cool. You know, yeah, you know. So that's what it is because Uncharted hasn't come out yet, and they and it made it seem like Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection was coming out within two months of the actual PS5 release. I thought Legacy of Thieves collection was on PC already. It's not out yet. I swear it's out. It, if it was out, I'd be playing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> if it was out, I'd be playing it right now. Hmm. Like Sony game. Sony games coming to PC. This is this is this is what I've been waiting for. This this is like mm-hmm. this is this is like my dream come true since PS3 ha- was a thing. Okay, you're right. I looked at the Steam page. I thought I thought it was oh out already. Oh my god! I just wanted to make sure. Look, I, look, I was looking look, out for getting, you. Laron. We're getting we're getting Spider-Man before we're getting Legacy of Thieves collection. Spider-Man was announced after Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. 
We're yeah. probably gonna get last. Well, no, we'll probably get Last of Us. We'll probably get Last of Us right. We'll probably get Uncharted right before Last of Us hits PC. But I guarantee you, like shit, like God of War is out now. You know, um, uh, what else? God of War. I guarantee you, Horizon. Horizon Forbidden West is coming soon. I guarantee you. Uh, but I think the rumor is like Ghost of Tsushima is coming to PC. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think. And you know what? And you know if it is like, oh, oh wow, my my PS5 might as well be mothballed right now until until Callisto Protocol happens. I think I think you're gonna start seeing that gap close. Uh for sony i think you're gonna see it you mean like like two years i think you're gonna see it to months like six months oh yeah yeah well it's kind of happening now like they like you know like i can tell like with the way sony did like horizon um horizon uh god of war um i know there's another one what what am i missing here oh returnal's coming to pc um Uh, Days Gone is on PC. Yeah, Days Death Gone. Death Stranding. Yeah. I know that's yeah. not Sony. Well, Death Stranding. Well, Death but... Stranding was was technically like you know like it was it was kind of a partnership deal. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, but um, but yes, but uh, but ultimately what I'm saying is like those those earlier games, those are games, those are games that Sony like we're gonna test the waters out to see how the PC market like reacts to it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the PC market reacted very big to it. So you know now like oh. We have we have a new gold mine that we can tap, you know. Yeah. And I mean, modders they... can put Homer Simpson in the game. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> Simpsons oh, are just gonna be. You know, what, you know what? Modding ga- modding games actually make stuff fun. Like the stuff that um, mm. like like the stuff they did with Horizon Zero Dawn, for example. Like the, <laughs> some of the mods and stuff like that. That was that was crazy. So um, the only thing people want to do is watch Homer Simpson fight Thomas the Tank Engine. That's all anybody wants. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and they fix half of the mistakes in the game too. Yeah. Like, how many mods does Skyrim have? Oh, and exactly, that's, that's better. That's the other so. thing too. Modders, modders fix the modders fix the games, and you know what? I think it's kind of like I think it's kind of like a half-ass symbiosis now because like some of these companies know they can get away with putting out half-ass games, Bethesda. And and knowing the modders are going to do the work and fix it for them, which is why we still have like the the most milk toast freaking like Fallout seventy six ever. <laughs> like yeah, like, and shit. Like isn't it free now? <laughs> I think it's I think it's is it free or like damn near free? Maybe. Yeah. Although I, you have to get you have to give an email to sign up, and I was just like, no, we're not doing that. You let me, you <laughs> let me play the game. That's too much of a commitment. <laughs> you you let me play the game, and we're done here. You're not getting, you're you're not sending me wasted emails. I'm not gonna check over. We're not playing that game. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, but 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 ultimately, you know. Uh, n- Nintendo, like follow like, Boss Rush's slogan, be better. Come on, guys. You I, the thing is y'all are good at this shit. Y'all know what y'all are doing, you know. But you're gonna have another fucking revolt on your hands. Like your next console is gonna come out and people are like, oh, we're just firing for OLEDs and our, our switch lights. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what people do. I mean, first of all, I mean the the thing with the Wii U though is that that thing was marketed people... like crap. You people thought it was an add-on. But here's my thing. Mm-hmm. How do people how do people stick with the Wii? Because the Wii was a very basic ass system. Yeah, it was a fun box for sure, but it was a basic ass system. It was. Well, it some was... of us that are on are basic bitches. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, mean, I like I had... my pumpkin spice latte with my leggings and Uggs and my Wii. <laughs> I mean, I had a total. I had a total of eleven games for my Wii before I was like, it's time for me to like divorce your ass. You know, I, I, had a total... <laughs> I didn't even have that many. I think I had like for seven the... or eight. Wait, for the Wii, you yeah. had more games for the Wii U than you had for the Wii. 
yeah, I have I have like forty games for the Wii U. Wow, oh, wow. wow! I have I think Stephanie, I have we're, Stephanie. I have, we're doing this whole Nintendo thing wrong. I we think, are. I think I have I think I have seven Wii games, including Wii Sports. Damn. I have. It's gotta be Wii Sports. I can I can see them right now. I have uh I have Epic Mickey, uh Twilight Princess. Of course, of course. Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, Wii Sports, Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Um, Metroid Other M and the the dumbest thing I could have done was got rid of my GameCube thinking that mm. I was going to get Twilight Princess for the Wii That's it. and yeah like that was the dumbest thing I ever I should have kept my GameCube and just got Twilight Princess on that <laughs> yeah good luck getting Twilight Princess for GameCube right now I tried to look it up because I wanted to replace my copy that I it's called emulators or I can just play it on the Wii U because I already have the HD version it's called emulators. You, you know, Leron, you do what you want to do with your fancy mega or I'll PC just w- to play. Or I'll all just these wait for the. I'll games. just wait for this. I'll just wait for this fabled Switch version of it to come out. That's what, that's <laughs> honestly like you know that's that's the thing about it. Like you know, like I talk all this shit about Nintendo and like Nintendo is literally Nintendo. I've literally got like three hundred dollars waiting for Nintendo. Listen, you know, in, in games. I'm like a lover scorned. Okay, Nintendo's <laughs> never ever 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 gonna fucking release any Zelda Twilight Princess or Wind Waker. Anything. They are. They, they will are. never. They I'm will telling never. you. I'm me, telling me you. Wind Waker's like, coming first. <laughs> Me and Stephanie are like battered spouses for Nintendo. Like Nintendo, like Nintendo flinches, and we're like, "Oh God, please don't hurt us." <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, Wind Waker is coming. No, Twilight not. Princess is up in the air, but Wind Waker, Nintendo's not gonna let that you game ride on two consoles nobody bought. I'm, I'm drink, I'm, I'm drinking a lot of y'all's, y'all's Kool Aid, you Nintendo fans. So like, I, I have hope that we get a Metroid Prime One re-release, you know, on the Switch. Rumored for November. Like, because like, because like, I don't. Because Nintendo would really be really nice to me if they just put the trilogy all out, you know, in in, in like no. one bundle. No, they're gonna make you pay sixty dollars for all three of them. They're yeah, all. I know. In I know. The first. I know. And, the first and, and, and one. It'd be one of those things I wrestle. It'd be one of those things I wrestle with, you know. So, uh, what podcast was it? It was either. I think it was. I think it was Game Mess Mornings. Uh, Jeff Grubbs kind of giant bomb podcast thing going on over there. He said that the first game. And Tom Henderson backed this up later. Uh, the first game is getting a quality of life. It's half remaster, half remake. Oh, that justifies the sixty dollars price tag right there. Then, but it really does. It really does. I can't. Two argue with and that. three are following shortly after, as and they're just as these games HD updates. So they should bundle two and three together then. They should bundle them all together for sixty dollars. They should bundle them all together. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's true. They should bundle them all together. But if they're gonna do, if they're gonna do a a a, a mismatch, freaking like remaster, then I understand why they can get away with charging. It's just like how Sony can get away with charging seventy dollars for the Last of Us remake. Yeah, I mean, it's just, man, I wish. I mean, we but, we can sit here and be disgusted all day, but yeah. I mean, you know, like certain things are like just justifiable for why like they 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 price things the way they do, and you know, it's it's understandable. As as consumers, we have the power though. We can be like, no, these games didn't come out at thirty dollars. We we're we're not buying this shit. We don't we have wait any to... power. We're all gonna cave. We're yeah, all we... gonna get it. And we're oh, all gonna... I... Come yeah, on this podcast all... six from some months that's from now and complain about we're... all the money that's... we spent on games. Where's the freaking where's the freaking like like the, the, the belt or the or the tie? You know, Laron, we don't thing. we don't promote drug use on this show. Video games are our drug. What are you talking about? I don't know. 
I'm just just like uh, I mean, like okay, if, if video games weren't 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 a plausible habit, how come you're cleaning out two thirds of your room? Uh, because I would like to have money for new things. Okay, and see, there you go, there you go. I'm I'm curating is what the fancy people call it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like it's just like the people who double, triple, quadruple dip on games that they know they've they played the fuck out of. Like, like, like... Sorry. I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, God, like, they, like I used to have the nickname Captain Capcom for a reason. Like, every time Capcom re-released one of their fighting games or one of their or one of their specialty games, I was like, yep, I signed me up. Like, shoot. Like, like I'm right now staring at a Capcom arcade cabinet knowing that, you know, I have all this shit on an emulator or I have or I can pull out my PS4 and play some of this shit, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. But. Actually, I can't pull up my PS4. PS4 is in my boyfriend's house, so I had to go over there and take over his television. <laughs> this is this is how it goes, though. I mean, this is this is this is what happens, and this this is, is kind of why I, this is kind of why I reined myself in, and I love that Stoy put an article put a feature art piece out about how he realized that that collecting retro games was a waste of his money. I love it because, like, that's honestly his words are exactly how I felt, and which is why I don't do all sorts of stuff, like you know. <laughs> I should ask you guys what your biggest gaming regrets are because that was our crossroads topic last night. What your biggest gaming regrets were, and um, and my biggest and one of my biggest gaming regrets were like falling falling in line and getting all these collector's editions. Because um, because what broke me out of that was uh was the Metal Gear Solid Four one. It was supposed to be the most epic thing. It was only it was only a hundred dollars. So it was the most epic thing, and we literally and and only only. The only the game was worth was was worth like its value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once once that collector's edition came out. Yeah. Well, you know. Yep, and that was a that was from there on. I put very very much scrutiny. Like I'll get a deluxe edition. Yeah, I'll spend ten extra dollars, but you're not getting you're not getting an extra thirty out of me for a game now. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm more of a. I'm gonna get the basic game and if there's like a collectible something that comes out afterwards like a statue or something like i'll probably get it you know like uh halo infinite for example had like a 200 hundred dollar version or something i don't know i i wasn't really paying attention there's some sort of like super expensive version and i was like no i'm not gonna get that it looks like junk and then there was a 60 dollar master chief statue and i was like i'll get that instead and i'm quite happy with it <laughs> Anyways, what else are we talking about? Stephanie, you said you had a topic? Well, I mean, now it's just anything, you know, it, it actually had to do with collector's editions and stuff, but oh. I wanted to ask first, Ouch, if you had a topic. And no pressure if you don't didn't bring one, but, you know, as a guest, we always want to let the guest, you know, throw out a topic. Um, I've always, real recently, Again, because of trying to do podcasts, things like that, I've been kind of bouncing this idea, especially when it comes to like our streaming services, our habits and things like that. There's the binge watching, like watching the entire season, series, what have you. I'm starting to think that's more bad than good anymore, because to me, I have always thought that when you binge watch something do you know what you even watched, absorbed, or is all that just bouncing off of our thick skull and not ref- like absorbing into anything? Mm-hmm. I like, like this topic. 
Yeah. Like, like here, like that's the thing. Like, I've I've been reviewing movies, like watching old movies. I watch a lot of uh, riff tracks and mystery science theater, just because those are more fun than trying to take it seriously. So, like, when you take a look at a piece of media, and you try to figure out the good, the bad. It's like, that's fine, but then you go, why is it good? Why is it bad? Other than the obvious, you know, I just watched a movie called The God Monster of Indian Flats. Don't bother looking it up. There's no information on it. Mm. Trust me, I went to IMDb. There's like two facts. It was on riff tracks, and the monster takes an hour to get into the movie. That's all the information at IMDb would have on it. So, like, it's a ridiculous monster movie. It's a mutated sheep more than anything. And I just sit there and would just go, that's a stupid monster movie, but I'm kind of impressed by the rest of it. Because it just became this layer after layer after layer of plot that you're drowning in it. Like, you needed a pair of fishermen waiters to wade through this movie because it was so much with it. And then, like, the ending's just insane. Like, the ending is that mixture of, I don't understand what's going on, something very violent is happening, now there's explosions, what the hell is going on? To have that kind of level of entertainment happening at you, you're watching, whatnot, you just go, we have to remember this somehow. We cannot let a ridiculous ending of this stupid sheep monster movie happen and then just move on to the next thing. Like it's one of those things where if you don't look at your has to be seen to believe moments, like it's just getting passed by. And it's kind of like when you see something on the road, like you see Bigfoot and it's just like, did, did anyone else see Bigfoot? It's like, no, what the hell are you talking about? We're driving. It's just like big. He was out there. I swear to God, he had a thumb out. He was hitchhiking. It was really weird. So that's just my weird take on especially watching things now it's just like if you don't absorb what you're watching why are you watching it that's a good point like i like i don't typically binge mm-hmm. uh because um i don't know like um i, I too much time well well there's that there's that there no there are yeah. some days there's some days like you know like if it's if it's if it's if it's quickly absorbable yeah i can i can do it you know like there's like, you know, like certain miniseries, like half hour episodes, and, you know, like five episodes long and stuff like that. Yeah, that's basically a movie, you know, in my mm-hmm. opinion, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but, you know, like, but, you know, like when you have like, you have like anything that goes outside of eight episodes, you know, yeah. for, you know, in a run and they're hour long or sometimes, you know, like shit when like the, like the networks are getting really, really frisky with themselves. Like, you know, I, like they're not exactly, they're, they're, they're a little bit over an hour long and stuff like yeah. that, you know. I, um, that was the one thing. Whenever stuff like, uh, Lost was out. The Office was out. I always called that hipster homework, where you have to go back and watch the entire series back through just to get to season yeah. four and yeah. like all the character relations. And it's just like, mm, no, yeah. no, I'm not gonna do that. No. Yeah. Uh, but um. But but yeah. Like, there's something. There's like there's something to be said said about like you know like just the way people consume like stuff these these days you know and and they get mad when like these networks you know have the audacity to put like one episode out a week or you know despite like just 2 weeks ago they put an entire season out you know right yeah. i think that's just kind of a weird byproduct of the have it all look it up immediately social media era of, of entertainment that we're in yeah. now 
Yeah, it's mean, also the Netflix effect because like Netflix didn't do this, you know, like Netflix learned that, hey, like sometimes people will just turn around and sit down and watch like four seasons of ER in like a week, <laughs> you know? Well, 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 George Clooney was so handsome back then. So, <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, that is just, I think the, the day, day and age we're living in now where it is just, you can find it online, watch it immediately and be done. Like back in the day when you just had to watch it on that specific night, that time slot, that day, Pray and then you rerun. didn't, you didn't see it again until summer if you were lucky. So yeah, yeah. all that's, all that's gone. It also you can just watch. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, didn't, I thought it's you a, like that. You can watch what you want when you want to, wherever you're at, because all phones are now. Mm, nothing but supercomputers in our pocket. It is yep. a, a crazy level of accessibility that has some good and bad to it. Mm -hmm. It also creates that problem where like, there's too much to watch now, you yes. know? Oh, yeah. there's way like, too like much. To always, watch. I feel like that's always been the problem. Yeah. Shit, but like, I, I, feel, I feel like before streaming services before, like you could actually like see it all right. Like, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. When you're watching cable, you look at either you you DVR it or you look at the you know like the cable like the channel that has like oh here's what's coming up in the next two hours the, or whatever the the, the TV guide yeah, channel the TV yes. guide channel yeah and it's like man now that I can like go you could spend more time on Netflix scrolling yep. than actually than watching. actually watching something yeah. yep <laughs> exactly yeah and like you know I mean Disney Plus it's a little easier because like. It's, I mean, it's all Disney, but like it's more. Curated. You know what you're going after, yeah. Yeah, it's more curated. Like, oh, if you're a Marvel fan, you're gonna go and watch Miss Marvel once a week, right? And uh, by the way, great show. I haven't watched the finale yet, but uh, it's over. Yeah, today was the last episode. I haven't watched. I haven't watched. I I haven't watched the episode of that. I haven't watched Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh. So I mean, it's just man. There's way too much, and then like Hulu is kind of the same way although like we have the cable version of hulu or whatever so we i like watch basketball or football on it or so sometimes but like i started watching the orville and there's three seasons of the orville on there and it's like i don't know this is the first time i actually felt myself watching something other than scrolling for in like i don't know <laughs> a long time mm -hmm. but still i started watching out of a recommendation not because you know it looked interesting i mean like it was sort of interesting but like i wasn't gonna like go out of my way to watch it you know but that's me too i don't really watch things i don't really like to watch things but i don't know there's just too much yeah there's, and there's too many services now too like it was that's different what yeah one thing that is always gonna make me mad like i'm a, I'm a martial artist humble brag nice. but UFC has like their history, their library, their stuff like that. But for some reason, if you want to watch the live fights, they're all on ESPN Plus. So that's two different uh, services. And it's just like you can blend these together and make it easier. But they signed mm -hmm. a big ESPN deal. So they're doing what they can to get that coin to get more coin, should yeah. I say. Well, like when Netflix, like when Netflix was first there, like it, everything was just coming to Netflix, and it was like, oh yeah, Netflix is worth keeping, you know. But then, like 
okay, Hulu is this thing now that exists. Okay, there's two streaming services, whatever. Oh, Disney's jumping in. Okay, well, I guess it makes sense because Disney has the content to, like, have their own streaming service, right? So, whatever. Three, that's the limit. Now you mm-hmm. have, like, Peacock and Paramount Plus and, like, HBO Max and whatever. And all the free stuff. Yeah. Like, there is just stuff that you don't have to pay for that has, like, a crazy library in and of itself. Yeah. So, so like, to even have any kind of paid service is you are a deep dish fan or you, you don't know any better. Like, that's the only thing. Like, you can find something that you would like to watch even on the free stuff, you know? Yeah. See, that's the thing because, you know, initially when it was, like, just Netflix or something, people were like, great. Like, I don't even have to pay a fraction of, you know, cable and still get some good shows. But now um, I think I even wrote an editorial like a long time ago that there are so many streaming services, um, mostly for television, but even now for gaming, where I need to start cutting things out. Like I actually finally dropped Netflix because I have nothing on there to really like that I'm a diehard fan for. So Mm -hmm. I dropped Netflix, Mm -hmm. which I thought I'd never do. I know I'm like I'm highly considering dropping. I would highly consider dropping Netflix. Uh but also, like, I don't think if it, I mean, if it wasn't for my my wife, I don't know if I would have Hulu either, to be honest. You know, the only thing that I watch on Hulu sometimes is live sports, which you can do on. I, I, I mean, I think Amazon is getting the NFL Sunday ticket, which shows every football game. You can watch the Browns on ClevelandBrowns.com any like whenever you want. And the Cavs are on, uh, I don't know, something. They're on something. They're on some streaming service that has the NBA package or whatever. It's like, why do I, like, why, why do I need this? You know, but ah, it's too much. It's too much. It's a lot. This is why I don't watch anything. It's too much. (laughs) It's just gridlock in your mind for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Because if you just try to think, okay, I like this show, I like this show, but I like that actor. Ooh, that director came out with something. Oh, this looks funny. This looks ridiculous. And like, and then you just pass out because you lose five hours, and it's just like, what happened? Oh, yeah, I didn't watch anything. Oh, yeah. okay. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's a lot. And, yeah. and back to what you're saying about you know taking your time to absorb things. Because I had to step away for a second. I kind of divide whether or not I binge something if I I rarely binge but if I binge something based on kind of like the quality of the show like when Mm -hmm. I was watching Game of Thrones I cannot binge something like Game of Thrones it needs to have my undivided attention one show let it sink in but Mm -hmm. if it's something like I call it mental chewing gum where maybe I'm doing laundry or cleaning the house and I need something in the background it'll be something stupid like Day Fiance (laughs) yeah I think my wife just ended her 90 day session just now, I think. So, yeah. Uh, she loves that show. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop her, you know. You're a good husband. I know. There's also like 37 spinoffs of that show, so. There is 90 day the other way, 90 day single life, 90 day I, the 90 I, days. I do. I have watched Pillow Talk before, which is like where the old cast watches the new show, which is weird. But oh, it's, uh, uh, 
that's when the spinoffs get really like did yeah. this need to happen yeah but i i think my wife started watching that because one of her favorite couples was on it oh. and they weren't dramatic enough to continue on the regular show so like they were like yeah we don't want you anymore but they like were on this show and now they have their own spinoff show apparently so what couple uh what are their names the forget i forget who. oh is it michael and angela Uh -uh. it's the ukrainian it's like the jewish ukrainian guy and the girl from florida lexi lexi something Something? all right oh maybe oh anyway maybe it's alexi the guy's name is alexi okay emily and alexi anyway we're we're talking about 90 day fiance way too much on yeah social podcast we should start uh 90 day boss rush. Okay. Oh, pass. I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) That would be. Yeah. Anyways. Nice topic, Ouch. Maybe, you know, have you considered turning that into an article? Um, Maybe eventually. I got to. That's off the top of my head. If I actually have to try to bullet point this stuff out, that that helps, but I got to really dig into it. So. I just I thought it was a really clever topic. Thank you. I try. That's a good topic. A for effort. I think. A, a for ouch. Yes. <laughs> By the way, side tangent, Stephanie, I found a game that I think you're gonna like. Uh, <gasps> I don't know why I was just like on Nintendo Life looking something up, and uh, it's called Potion Permit. I'm gonna send it to you in the chat. It looks like a indie game you might like, and I, it looks yes. it looks it's a open world sixteen bit RPG. So. Oh my gosh! I think I actually have this favorited in my Nintendo eShop. Oh, do you? Now, it's... now that I see the picture of it, potion, potion permit, yeah. <gasps> mm. Anyways, well, do we wanna do we wanna wrap it here? Or... Yeah. Okay, yeah. sounds good. I think sounds uh, good. I think... I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. Well, ouch, thank you for joining us. Uh it was a real pleasure having you on. You can come back on anytime you want. Uh you, you send me the message, I will be here and I will keep the hat on. Great. Yay! It's weird when you can develop a podcasting hat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I do know what you mean. Yes. <laughs> I have a whole closet full of old podcasting hats. So oh no anytime that was fun oh man when we first started like i've been so i've been uploading a lot of old nintendo power block episodes to the feed because when we transferred services some of them didn't make it over and uh man the hats i used to wear were way too small for my head (laughs) and also i did the thing where the camera was like looking up at your face instead of like straight on and down like an angle oh man right Man, that was rough. It was a choice. It was the wrong choice. Uh, I want to thank every, everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of the Boss Rush Podcast. Uh, you can find the show every Friday on your podcast service of choice. You can get the audio version one week early, as well as early access to three other shows. If you head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network, you can check out all of our content on bossrush.net. Ouch, remind people where they can find you. This is the one part I always practice my plugs. 
You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all other social media at Just Ouch, capital J-U-S-T, capital A-E-W-C-H. And check out my podcast, The Ouchcast, available at anchor.fm slash ouch, or search it on Spotify or your podcast catcher of choice. Nice. That was awesome. I should probably learn how to do that. Uh... (laughs) Stephanie, where can we find you? The people can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Klimov underscore author. Um, articles on BossRush.net, um, on other episodes such as After Dark, and the classically animated Disney episodes under Standard Definition, among other things. Laurent? All right. As always, you can find me on social media by looking me up at Exodus803. Uh, it's also my YouTube and Twitch channels, um, as well as my PlayStation Network ID and my Steam ID. Um, and don't forget, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on my YouTube channel, The Crossroads Video Game Podcast uh, airs live on, at 8 p.m. Um, with, the, uh, with the recap show happening the following Wednesday. And uh, now the audio podcasts are, are also available that same evening, uh, that same Wednesday evening. Nice. Uh, oh, my wife came in to correct me about the 90-day pillow uh, <laughs> talk couple that has a spinoff. It's Lauren and Lexi. Okay, thank you. Stephanie says thank you. Uh... You can find I got all messed up now. Uh, you can find me at <laughs> I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Nintendo Power Block, on Standard Definition, on After Dark, and a plethora of other things here on the Boss Rush Network. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen. We'll see you next week on the Boss Rush Podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. So long. Out. <laughs>